Hi guys, welcome to episode 4 from 2 in the Tackle. Um, this episode's a debrief of last night's match, Game 3, Origin Decider. Um, my heart was pounding, pounding those last 5-10 minutes. Um, felt like I was going to come out of my shirt. I haven't had that rush for a very long time. Anyway, hope you guys enjoy the show. Just a quick note, sorry, just before you get on with the show. Um, apologise for the background noise. It's actually the engine of the car. I can only record in the car at the moment. So, yeah, I don't like excuses as well, but um, thanks for putting up with it. And uh, anyway, enjoy the show. Peace. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. This is Wiki here from... Two in the tackle. It's the Thursday morning after State of Origin number three. It was a late night, but boy, do I feel good. Losing State of Origin is the worst feeling you could ever feel as a supporter of any sporting team. But winning. That feels good. I feel good. I knew that I would have I feel good. Anyway, sorry about that, guys. But fuck, what a spectacle. What a spectacle. Brilliant game. Brilliant series. Obviously, Queensland taking the first one. New South Wales uh, tying it up. And then getting game three in the final minute of the game. They made it half of themselves. Do I think that's exactly what Origin Football is? I want to start today's pot off. So I mentioned yesterday in a Facebook post about Mitchell Pearce. You know, I might get back to Pierce later on in this chat, but I want to start with who I thought deserved man of the match. Oh, actually, no, I didn't. I believe he deserved man of the match if Queensland won, because he was spectacular or incredible. And I apologise if I overuse the same word. I'm just really sorry. I just, raw emotion. It's just how I feel. I'm not as intelligent as the rest of you guys out there as well with a vast vocab. Um, so yeah, just apologise in advance. But in return, there's no windscreen wipers today. It's sunny. So you won't have to listen to that. But apologise for the indicator. Um, but yeah, I want to start off with Ethan Lowe. Ethan Lowe. Named as 18th man. Probably more of a chance than, than the rest of the public knew. So, you know, he might have been preparing all week. And then Gillett ruled out late to confirm it, more to the rest of the public. Um, but either way, it's, st- it's still on debut. Even if it was a late call-up, it wasn't. He's still on debut. And he got belted for 75 minutes. He was belted. But he just kept going. He kept coming. He kept taking his hit-ups. He kept working in defence. But that big moment late in the game, which epitomises Queensland Rugby League. 
is they just never give up. You know, that Josh McGuire, typical of a Queensland try when they fight their way back, is they just barge their way over. But for Ethan Lowe to, to get that charge down, they just don't give up on the play, do they? And he, he puts himself in a position where if someone makes a mistake, he's there and it pounce. And he put himself in the position. Maloney may have taken a little bit too long, or if he didn't take a little bit too long, Lowe applied the pressure to make it look like he took too long. But he was there. He was in the face. He was applying presence, pressure, and eventually manages to make the charge down, regathers the ball, and gives Queensland another opportunity to level the scores. And I just I just think that's Queensland to a T. That moment right there, the fact that it was a deputant who played as if he was an origin veteran, a seasoned veteran, he he's very experienced when it comes to NRL football. So, but to see how he handled the the debut compared to other people who've handled debuts in the past, it just highlights how well Queensland managed to prepare them throughout the camp, managed to mentally prepare them, and and what it takes to play for Queensland. And Queensland lost last night. But they're a whisker away from winning. They had all the running. And and as a fan, as a spectator, you would have said towards the end there, Queensland were in front. But thankfully for the New South Wales Blues and those players, they didn't give, give a snuff, really. So good on for them, credit to them. Uh, but yeah, every, every year there'll be an origin lesson. Someone will teach us what origin is about. More often than not, it's Queensland giving out the lessons. And last night, Ethan Lowe, there was no different. There was no different. Uh, but Josh Papaliti, probably the best on ground for me, doesn't deserve better the match because this team didn't win. You know? How does this saying go? The surgery was a success, but the patient died. You know? There's no point getting better the match if you bloody lost. You know what I'm saying? But in saying that, doesn't discredit how good of a performance it was. He took on the Newcastle Knights front row in those early exchanges and when he came back, he gained was the top dog out there. And as a front row, well, that's your objective, isn't it? Is to like in chess, you know how they talk about chess and you want to try and dominate the middle of the board? Same with rugby league. If you're in charge of the middle of the field, you go a long way to win in the game. When he comes back onto the field, although he didn't let Cook slip through, or he did, he did it. He was he was one of the ones that went past. He still managed to get his number, dominate his opposite number, and that's all he can do. As a front row, that's all he can do. Uh, but Queens, New South Wales, too good for Queensland last night. Too fast, and Freddie doubled down. He doubled down after game one. He 
and he went again in game three by picking Tarek Sims ahead of Clever. Clever manages to get himself back into the side. Um, played decent, but probably won that battle, so it's probably why it didn't look like Clever had the best game he's had. Saifiti uh, wasn't as good as he was in game two, uh, but did enough. I felt when Fanukin and Vaughn came on for New South Wales, that's when we got our spark. Hey, Fanukin, oh my gosh. How good is Fanukin? If I was Craig Bellamy, and I'm not, I'm Wiki, co-founder or founder of Two of the Tackle, I'm Wiki. I'm not Craig Bellamy. But every time Fanukin's on the field, I feel at ease. I feel safe. I feel like everything's a-okay. That's just what he does. That's what he brings to a side. It's just class. He's strong. He's solid. He runs 100 miles an hour. He has a bit of ball play in him. Minimal errors. Great discipline. Incredible cardio. Uh, and a fantastic footballer. And yeah, when him and Vaughan came back on, there was that spark. They managed to get a couple of interchanges of passing. Vaughan managed to score the first try for New South Wales. And, and we allowed to get a little bit of a um, ascendancy, I think is the word. Momentum. Whatever whatever, you want, whatever one you want to use for those of you playing at home. Or on the bus. Or in the car. Or on a job site. Wherever you are, listen. Listen to uh, what else? Who else? James Sedesco. The big moments were with James Sedesco last night, weren't they? He, he made that break to put us in to put New South Wales in position to score their first try. Uh, he scored a try in the second half to take the lead. And then he scored the match winning try. With 30 seconds left on the clock. Tedesco. What is it about Tedesco? He he manages to involve himself in the game. It was a lot like Tom Trebojevic in game two. He involves himself. He doesn't go missing. And his speed and his agility and his strength, upper body strength, just makes him extremely hard to contain. He's like a pinball. I think that's how to describe him. He's, he's genuinely a better version. Or maybe not now. Oh, of course he is now. He's genuinely a better version than Anthony Minicello. The Italian stallions. It must be a, must be a nonna's pasta. But he was fantastic. Blake Ferguson. No errors. No errors from Fergo. When, when Fergo makes no errors, they go a long way to win the football game. He's such a big body. So fast, so strong, knows his job. Sorry if I'm screaming in your face, or in your ear, or in your nose, wherever. I'm sorry. But Fergo, when he is on, he is the best figure in the game. Josh Shadow Carr, another one from the Melbourne system. I'm going to say it, I've probably said it a hundred times. The best sporting franchise in the nation, Melbourne Storm. 
They had plenty of players out there last night. Kafusi, Chambers, Adokar, Walsh, Fanukin. Who else? I'm not sure. But they've had plenty of superstars, Melbourne. And then they just indoctrinate them down there. Adokar is genuinely made for Origin footy. He goes so hard for a little bit. He runs so hard that that, I think they call it speed becomes power. And he better just to poke his nose through. He doesn't give up. He runs as hard as he does in the first run as he does in the last run. Every time. He's got speed to burn. He's got speed to burn. He's just such a such an effort, effort player. When you when you're one of those players that that have all the skills and all the talent, and you combine that with all the effort areas when it comes to sport and rugby league, and you combine that with all the effort areas, you're impenetrable. There's close to zero weaknesses. If you have all the talent in the world and you complement that talent with all the hard work and ticking all the boxes and all the effort areas. And that's what Melbourne do. They continually tick all the boxes. When you tick all the boxes, you already become a difficult customer to deal with. Then you combine that with talent, such as Cam Smith, Billy Slater, Cooper Croc, Jerome Hughes, Pappenhausen, Will Chambers, Dalfa Nukin, Josh Adokar, Greg Inglis. You combine the talent with all those effort areas and you become impenetrable. And that's probably another reason why I feel so safe with Dalfa Nukin. Is because you know he ain't got to knock, give a go, have a go. You know he ain't got to switch off. He's not going to get lazy. He's not going to give up on the play. Jack Chaboyevich played the 80 last night. Correct me if I'm wrong. He was, he was pissing me off. He was pissing me off early. He was pissing me off. He, he was... I feel as though if you're a forward that ball plays, if you're the forward that ball plays, you've got to earn it. You've got to bend the line back. You've got to poke your nose. You've got to get a quick play of the ball. You've got to get an offload. You have to make the defence second guess switch going off you, sliding off you, working to the other players. You have to get them to square up to you. You have to attract them. And if you're not looking to bend the line back, they'll trust one defender to tackle you. They'll trust two defenders to tackle you. We want to attract three to four. <coughs> well, at least three. You want to attract the numbers. If you're going to ball players and forward. And the reason why I say that is because I don't feel you have the speed to be able to beat the man. So how you have to beat the man is with the pass. So you need to get, engage him. You need to get that extra man involved. Now, you can still ball play and he will still ball play and he did still ball play. Uh, one of my friends was at the game. Shout out, Blake, Blake O'Connell, shout out. 
And he was telling me he was barking orders more than the halves. So they must have had a different idea of how they wanted to play Jake Chaboyevich. And that's perfectly fine by me. I'm not in charge. But that's how, how I feel forwards. If they were looking to ball play, have to go about it. Uh, Tom Chaboyevich, would you say he went missing? And compared to game two, of course, he went missing. But I don't necessarily think he went missing. He did those tough carries, him, Fergo, Erika, those tough carries. Um, I didn't necessarily see him sniffing around the middle, which I was a bit uh, surprised at because I thought that was his natural game. His natural game was to get his hands on the ball. But there could have been a little chat there. Maybe they wanted to sort of try and stretch him out a little bit. Not allow Queensland to compress because they would have had that in mind, Queensland. They would have had that in mind to, to maybe squash a little, try and make it more numbers through the middle. But we wanted to open that up. We want to cook at Tedesco and Trebojevic to try and, try and cut through there. I don't think we went to the Corey Norman and Moses Embiid side of the field enough. And funnily enough, when we did make that the game-winning break, we went down that side, didn't we? There was the space there. I was told that they were looked offside the entire game. They might have been trying to creep to try and make it show they didn't have much space out there. Because, you know, it's the first time those two have ever played together. Embiid and Norman. But I'm not surprised that that was the game-winning break down that side. Ferguson, 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 Ferguson. He's come a long way. The way that he played last year for the Roosters, the way that he's played this year for Parramatta, he earned his spot with Freddie. He's earned it. And he, he showed in games two and three exactly why he is the best winger in the game. When he's on, he's too big and strong. It's as simple as that. Um, he is the type of player, though, from what I saw last night and from what I've you know, watched of his career, that happy wife, happy life for him. He needs someone to just keep him on the straight and narrow. And who doesn't, really? Um, and that's good. I'm, I'm happy for him that he's happy. Um, because it allows him to do his job at the best of his abilities. James Maloney, class, cook, cookie. Oh, cookie boy. Cam Murray, sorry. I wanted to speak about Cam Murray. Wasn't he fantastic? Not a stronger game in the second game. May not have had the amount of minutes that he would have liked or usually get. When he came on in that second half, he was excellent. That one-on-one strip, that was beautiful. The line break that he made, the bust. And that's what I talk about when it comes to ball play. He earns the right. He makes sure he gets a quick play of the ball, or he pokes his nose through the line, or he actually makes the break before he looks the ball play. Now they had Turbo out there, so he was just an extra middle. And he was that fast-feeding middle that managed to break them. And... Monster, that stop, you know, it was all over, the, the commentary were all over it. The commentary were all over it. That was a Queensland, that was an origin play there by Monster. Took the gamble, punched the ball out, 
good on him. But mate, Murray, he is fantastic. Earlier on in the year, uh, the locker room proposed the question, who's the bigger dog? Who's the bigger fighter? So who would you rather have in a, in a street fight? And between two cats, I think, or two dogs, one of them, in a street fight. Victor Radley or Cam Murray, and obviously being a Roosters fan, I'm a little bit more biased towards Victor Radley. That didn't mean I thought Cam Murray was shit. I always thought Cam Murray was fucking easy. Off the hazy. Always did. Always did. And I was getting a little bit offended about how people used to, were speaking about. Victor. Victor the Afflictor. But Cam Murray, I think, at the moment, he's in front. And he is fantastic. Just the fast feet in the strength, in the, the cardio. He can end up playing 82. He can have three middles playing 80. Soon. You never know if you never go. <laughs> uh, but Camo was good for New South Wales last night. Uh, boy Corner, Captain Courageous. Captain Corner, they call him, eh? Captain Cordy. <laughs> no, I just made that up. But he was good. He's such a strong leader. Takes those hard carries. The untrained eye works hard in defence. Um, it is just a good leader. They just all can can uh, relate, isn't the word I'm after. Can follow him or listen to him or they uh, brace. He's, yes, he's so easy for everyone to embrace. Such a good player. New South Wales, man. That was so good. Anyway, I'm going to have to finish it up here. Yeah? I'm going to have to finish that up. Uh, just quickly, the Kiwis, in through to the final of the World Cup, they managed to beat India in a controversial way of playing semi-final of the World Cup, but not complaining, not complaining, not complaining, um, yeah, anyway, download the app, come on, interact with me, ask me some questions, tell me what you thought of the game, uh, it's free to download, and you can start your own pod, if you don't want to start your own pod, you just want to ask me questions, ask me questions, it's very easy, you just press tap to record, and then send it to two of the tackle, and I'll get it. Simple as that. Um, but go New South Wales! Anyway, that's us. Peace. We out of here.